My name's Andrew, and with me is Bevan Ramsd. In this podcast by IPAN, the Independent and Peaceful Australia Network, we examine the Albanese ALP government's policy of enmeshing us even more tightly in the U.S. war machine, a policy which, in the event of a U.S. war on China, will place us in grave danger of retaliatory strikes and is proceeding despite the fact that Australia faces no military threat. We'll commence by looking at the Osmin 2023 talks, which took place a few weeks ago between Australia's Defence Minister Richard Miles, Foreign Affairs Minister Penny Wong, and their U.S. counterparts, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken and Defence Secretary Lloyd Austin. The talks reaffirmed a joint commitment to operationalise the U.S.-Australia military alliance through enhanced military cooperation across land, maritime and air domains, as well as through what is referred to as the Combined Logistics Sustainment and Maritime Enterprise. They declared enhanced space cooperation to be a new initiative under the Force Posture Agreement to enable closer cooperation in this area. Also, there will be a further expansion of the US forces deployed in Australia, including amphibious troops and maritime reconnaissance planes. US intelligence and analysts will be embedded within the Australian Defence Intelligence Organisation through the creation by 2024 of a combined intelligence centre. This means that US spies will have access to all of Australia's military intelligence. On November 1st, 2022, the ABC Four Corners program revealed that RAAF Tyndall will be upgraded to accommodate up to six nuclear-capable B-52 bombers. In addition to upgrading Tyndall and Darwin, there will be expansion and hardening against attack of two other RAAF bases in the north, RAAF Sherga near Weeper in Queensland and RAAF Curtin near Derby in Western Australia. Both are presently so-called bear bases with runways and basic facilities, and they will be upgraded with fuel storage tanks widened parking aprons to accommodate larger aircraft and hardened bunkers for storing explosives. This upgrade will allow these bases to accommodate aircraft used by both Australia and the United States, including F-35 Lightnings, F-A-18 Super Hornet fighters and C-17 transports. On August 4th, 2023, Four Corners disclosed that a search of U.S. budget filings had revealed plans to build a U.S. Air Force Mission Planning and Operations Centre in Darwin, plans which have never been fully disclosed by the Australian government. The fact that Four Corners had to search U.S. records in order to discover these plans illustrates the secretive nature of the whole process and suggests that there is much more that we don't know about. Under the heading of Enhanced Maritime Cooperation, there will be more and longer visits of U.S. nuclear submarines to HMAS Stirling in Western Australia from 2023. These visits are in preparation for Submarine Rotational Force West, involving U.K. and U.S. nuclear submarines being berthed and 
serviced under the AUKUS agreement. The Americans will also conduct a so-called regular rotation of U.S. Army watercraft, as well as deploying a U.S. Navy spy plane to conduct surveillance flights. The U.S. announced its intention to pre-position U.S. Army stores and material at Bandiana Army Base near Wodonga in Victoria as a precursor to establishment of a permanent logistics support area in Queensland designed to enhance interoperability and allow rapid response to so-called regional crises, which are in reality US-perceived threats to its hegemony. The US will collaborate with Australia in the local production of multiple launch guided missiles planned to commence by 2025. All this is in addition to the US bases already established in Australia. Pine Gap, the largest satellite spying facility outside the US, is central to its intelligence operations and provides targeting information for US drones and bombers. This so-called joint facility is commanded by a US officer and is staffed by approximately 400 Americans and 400 Australians, with the latter largely relegated to cleaning, cafeteria and ground maintenance duties, while the deciphering and intelligence analysis is restricted to US operatives, including some from the CIA. The very low-frequency radio transmitting station at Northwest Cape in WA, now called the Naval Communications Station Harold East E. Holt, allows the United States Navy to communicate with submarines at a depth of 40 metres or more and to transmit the signal for these nuclear-armed submarines to launch their devastating payloads. Each year, Darwin receives the so-called rotation of US Marines, presently 2,500 and due to be increased, who train for war on training grounds in the Northern Territory. In addition, HMAS Stirling Naval Base near Perth has already begun receiving port visits by US nuclear submarines with the accompanying toxic threat to the population surrounding the port in the event of a radiation leak. Further, the ADF trains extensively with and is under the command of the US military in war exercises such as Talisman Sabre. The ADF is now so integrated with the US military and our foreign policy so tied to that of the US that Australia will be swept into the next US war regardless of our wishes and with our political leaders offering no meaningful protest and instead giving their enthusiastic support. That the next US war will be against China, Australia's major trading partner, and that such a war will have a catastrophic impact on every aspect of the Australian people's lives and those of the people in our region and the world with the dreadful possibility of a nuclear exchange apparently has not registered with our, our leaders. Are these politicians and bureaucrats blind, uncaring or determined to stay in power at all costs by not upsetting the United States 
like Whitlam did. Do they seek to avoid the whipping the US gave Whitlam by enmeshing Australia in the US war machine regardless of the disastrous consequences that the involvement in a US war on China will certainly bring? Or are they conscious collaborators who identify totally with the US empire? At the very least, they seem to be gripped by a sort of Wild West mentality which equates security with having the biggest six-shooter. Albanese, Miles, Wong and others would do well to remember Henry Kissinger's remark that it may be dangerous to be America's enemy, but to be America's friend is fatal. By agreeing to the outcomes of the Osman 2023 talks, the ALP leaders have shown that they are no more than flunkies willing to place the interests of the US empire above those of the Australian people and whose actions arguably border on treason. They have enthusiastically embraced measures which effectively increase the US grip on Australia and infringe our national sovereignty in a most fundamental way by denying us the ability to decide if, when and against whom we go to war. The US military has us in an ever-tightening grip which underpins US economic, political and military domination of Australia. We are indebted to the historian Clinton Fernandez for his analysis showing that of Australia's 20 largest corporations, 15 are majority US owned. This includes BHP Billiton, once called the Big Australian but now 73% US owned and therefore beholden to US shareholders. The four major banks, NAB, ANZ, Westpac and the CBA, once the government-owned People's Bank, are now all majority owned by US shareholders, an example of foreign influence that doesn't seem to bother the government. The huge public expenditure on defence, such as the $368 billion for nuclear-powered submarines, $10 billion for Hercules transport aircraft, $10 billion for armoured vehicles, billions for runway extensions and port upgrades. The list goes on and is at the expense of addressing urgent social needs, such as the urgent need measures to deal with climate change, address the serious crisis in public housing, health care and, of course, public education. There is no military threat to Australia justifying such proliferate expenditure of taxpayers' funds. The real beneficiary is the US military-industrial complex as it works to tighten its grip on our country. If we are to have an independent and peaceful future, the US grip on our country must be broken. There can be no social or economic justice, no lasting solution to the ever-worsening crisis in housing, public health care, public education, care of children and the aged, and no effective measures to address climate change unless we free ourselves from the death grip of the US military-industrial vulture. In order to free ourselves, we must unite and we can, because increasing numbers of Australians from all walks of life and political persuasions are becoming alarmed at the suicidal direction the present Australian political leadership is taking us. We are many and powerful when and only when we are united, while the US collaborators and their hangers-on are few. We need political leaders 
who will serve the interests of the Australian people rather than those of the United States or any other foreign power. We need a new constitution, one which will respect the people who first walked this land, will forbid the presence of all foreign military bases and foreign troops on our soil, and will give emphasis to the promotion of peace and mutually beneficial relations with all countries. Only independence can give us back our sovereignty and self-respect. And that brings us to the end of this IPAN podcast. There's much more that can be said about this issue and we'll be returning to it in the future. Goodbye and thanks for listening. (music) 